everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk Podcast. We have a show that I've been trying to get together forever. It's probably the longest idea I've ever had for a show and just never found the right people until now. We have a fan about OnlyFans, and it will definitely include underwear, but it's also one of the new... I won't say social media, but content creator areas that people in underwear are going to. It can be full-on sex. It could not be. It's whatever they want to make it. So we're going to have a discussion with three different content creators doing three different things, which I just love. We'll start with our first guest. You may know him from... Many social media. It's Mr. Down Under Bri. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome and good morning from Melbourne slash Nam, Australia. And he's going into summer and we don't like him because it's going to be summer and we're going to be in winter up here. But oh. we'll live. <laughs> it's we'll okay. live. Look, we feel the same way when you guys have like June and July, etc. So it's like, it's always the concept of, a warm Christmas that gets me. I'm like, it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. Um, but that's my northern that's my northern hemisphere bias coming in. Um, <laughs> and then we have someone who has well actually all three have been on the show, but next is someone who was just on just recently, Mr. Jock. Welcome. Hello. How's everyone doing? Glad to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Good to have you back. Glad you're on the show because you have a very interesting OnlyFans. And I think it would, what's going to be great to have you in here and discuss what you do and everyone's going to be different. So that's going to be amazing. And last but not least, we have Mr. Brief Bro, aka Lee, who was on the show, God, a long time ago. Uh, I don't even remember when. So go back and listen to his episode. I'll tag it in the comments, or not the comments, but the notes. Welcome, Mr. Lee. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, it has been a long time. Uh, it was definitely over two years ago. Wow. I didn't seem that long, but I knew when I was like, we need to get him on here. And it's like, oh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it so, definitely because I moved two and a half years uh -huh. ago and it was before I moved. So, yeah, it's oh, been wow. a really long time. Okay. Well, welcome back, even though it's been a minute. Thanks. We're glad, glad to have to you back. Sure. You have a very interesting OnlyFans as well. So That's first right. off, good, good, and hopefully people will join after this. First off, this podcast has always been very sex positive, very open to things. It's not like you shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. I say do what you want to. If you want to do it, do it. You're not hurting anybody. Don't care. And that's why we really wanted to have it, because, you know, with Twitter having its meltdown, there are guys who are going to OnlyFans. And these three have been on long for a while. I don't know how long each of you have been on exactly, but it's been a minute. And so we're going to get why they, you know, decided to do it, how it's going, and some other issues they may face. So... We'll start off right away. We'll go, so what made you create your OnlyFans? We'll start with Brian. Me? Um, look, I think part of it was definitely a body, body positivity uh, situation. I always enjoyed being an exhibitionist, and I think part of it was just to sort of see, you know, what other people thought as well. Um, I'm very much a cooperative person, so I like feedback. I like to know what people think, and I like to interact with people online as well. So definitely having that and being able to potentially capitalize uh, on that is where I started. Nice. Very nice. And then you, Jock, what made you do your OnlyFans? Yeah, so back in March of 2020, I had been basically posting on Instagram some content related to underwear. And basically, some people on Instagram were, you know, screenshotting and screen recording and reposting my content um, just on different platforms online, which, you know, can be expected when you post online. <laughs> However, I asked my followers to not do that 
you know, I basically just asked very nicely and said, you know, if this keeps happening, I'll have to put it behind a paywall because then if it gets taken, it's, there's some kind of legal action that I can take. And then also at least you're paying for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, yeah, back in March of 2020, I gave that warning and, you know, one of my videos got reposted. It's still out there today. And yeah, I decided to create the OnlyFans based on that. Basically. Nice. Yep. So a content creator and then people just kept copying. So you're like, screw this. I'm going to put it behind a paywall. Exactly. Yep. Nice. And what about you, Lee? What made you start your OnlyFans? So I've been on a really, really long fitness journey. And as part of that, a way to hold myself accountable and be able to see my progress, I was posting on Instagram a lot to track that. And then, you know, once I started getting more followers and seeing that people were interested in it, wanted to keep going with that and figured, you know, it might be a way to make a little bit of extra money and, and do something that I like. I do also like showing off my underwear briefs specifically. So and, and just, you know, helping other guys see that you don't have to have a perfect body or whatever to wear them. You can wear them no matter what and helping guys see that and just see different styles and review those and stuff. So it's a way to kind of bring all those things together. Nice. Well, you do look good in your underwear, I will say. Thank so, you. Uh, you wear a lot of the ones I like. I'm like, oh, I like that one. I like that one, too. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> Love helping Don't people you... see different styles and, and help steer them towards different brands and stuff. Nice. And don't you have some of the Billy briefs from Ozzy Bomb? I do. I was actually just talking to their customer service guy, their Instagram guy, this week about those because I've got like two pair left and they're kind of worn at this point. So I asked them to please bring them back if they can. Sweet. I didn't even know they had been gone for a while until someone told me. And I was like, no, what? what? Yeah, I was uh, the same way. I didn't realize at first. And then it was like, oh, gosh, those are my favorites. So I didn't get a chance to stock up. He's got them, uh, he's got them on Instagram speed dial. That's how much of an underwear lover he is, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, something like that. Well, you know, when you post a lot of pictures in a brand, the brand kind of listens to you. And when they look through, they'll be like, oh, he does. Oh, oh let's answer him. Okay. But yeah, it's it's interesting that oh, those are really good. And I'm really mad that they're not there. But that's, that's, that's a whole different show. We're on a, a fun show. Right. Well, hopefully so, they'll bring them back. Hopefully. Oh, everyone's mad, so they better. So... Uh, before we get into our main discussion, we'll go through and each of you just sort of describe your content for people who aren't familiar with it. We'll go in reverse order this time. So we'll start with Lee. All right. So, yeah, mostly my content's pretty simple. My name's Brief Bro on Instagram and OnlyFans. Um, so that's most of my content is just showing off different underwear that I have. On OnlyFans, it does get spicier. And that was another reason for starting it in the first place was Instagram was getting really strict on what they mm -hmm. allowed. They've loosened up a little bit, but they were getting really strict for a while. So it was a way to be able to keep showing the content that I wanted to show without having to worry about getting it taken down or getting my account taken away. So, yeah, just do that. A lot of just solo. It's all solo content for now of me. Um, mostly just in my underwear, there are some, there is some masturbation and stuff as well. Okay. And Jock, I know you've been on the most recent talking about it, but just in case someone missed that show and I don't know who would have missed shows recently, just describe yours real quick. Yeah, sure. So my username is Jock Embarrassed on all platforms. Um, so basically my entire life, I've kind of had this underwear interest, underwear fetish, and it kind of expanded into like this underwear embarrassment, underwear humiliation kind of universe. So basically, if you think of any kind of movie or TV show where a character, let's say, gets locked out of their hotel room in their underwear or gets pantsed, um, which means getting your pants pulled down or in Australia, maybe it would be dacked, I think. Um, so just having those different scenarios, basically, that's always been an interest of mine. 
Um, so that's what my OnlyFans kind of features. It's a lot of solo content, but I do have some special guests as well giving me wedgies and pantsings and just a lot of different underwear-related stuff. And like Brief Bro, it's mostly briefs, but I do have other underwear as well, bikini briefs, thongs, those kinds of stuff. And, yeah, just have a lot of fun on there. Nice. And we say the spiciest for last, Mr. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> well, firstly, Jock, thank you very much for the Google Translate of being pants. <laughs> Even though I knew what you meant, I like the idea that uh, Americans saying dacked. It's, it's kind of hilarious. Hey, um, I have to find that. I have to find those too. You know, there's yeah. pantsies in Australia. Exactly right. Look, it definitely happens. Maybe there's a niche for me as well. So the Down Under Bride platform um, is more of the standard OnlyFans content. So uh, solo content, uh, a lot of collaborations, twosomes, threesomes, moresomes, group aspects as well. I do have uh, a couple of uh, reviews and guides on there too, which I'm planning to expand in the next uh, few months. And part of that is including underwear reviews and then having the more safer work reviews uh, on Instagram, potentially TikTok, Twitter, but then having the more spicier of like, I guess, vertical integration of you like me reviewing those underwear. Okay. Maybe come and see me use that underwear in a scene with someone else <laughs> as well. So yeah, I think for me, we are in a world of vertical integration and if there's ways you can use uh, the various platforms for your needs, then that's the way to go. Nice. Well, the other boys explain how they are using underwear in their videos. So how do you use underwear in yours outside of the reviews? Yeah, um, it, well, mainly it's it comes down to sort of the, 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 the collaboration, I guess, is what I say. So often if I do a scene, I would try and uh, make sure that the uh, underwear is tagged uh, on an Instagram um, if I'm able to do that. Um, I do similar to like, you know, having a bunch of Aussie bums and a bunch of local, um, creators as well. I make sure that they're properly tagged when, uh, posting online as well. A lot of ma manufacturers probably don't necessarily want themselves associated with OnlyFans, but I welcome anyone that does want to be featured on there. So that, yeah, that's how I go. See, that was my next question with you guys is, has, have brands ever reached out either positively or negatively of posting content? Probably I don't not necessarily know. on uh, on OnlyFans as such, but uh, definitely on Instagram. You, you know, we, we've had people reach out to us, or to me, I should say. Yeah, I've had a few. It's it's most. I've, it's been positive. I haven't had any companies reach out and uh, ask me to take anything down or anything like that. Good, good. Oh, I said Brief Pro has them on speed dial, remember, so. <laughs> no, that that was just, uh, I don't even really know how that came about. I was surprised, but yeah. I've begged them for jobs before and to, and to move me to Australia so I can do their customer service, but so far they haven't bid on that. Well, I think we all want to move to Australia. I'm yeah. just. Join us. And I will be moving to Melbourne after everything I heard about it. So I'm skipping Sydney and going straight to Melbourne. I'm a big fan of Melbourne. I'm, I'm biased, I know. Well, I've heard all about it. And I, yeah. sadly to say, I did watch two seasons of The Housewives down there. So, Oh, yeah. God. Don't consider that it indicative was, of Melbourne. It was tragic, and I loved it. I loved it's, every yeah. minute of it. It's great. So, I'm so just overall, saying, I think I do find that businesses... I think are understanding their niche markets now. Like people like Dirty Dirty uh, Dirty Peak, for example, they are. Oh, sorry, Nasty Peak, Nasty, Nasty Peak. Peak. Um, they are now sort of leaning in towards the more hotter content. Like they literally have soft porn on their Instagram accounts nowadays. So I think they understand yes. where they're we're trying to go for it. Are you guys probably aware of JJ Malibu? JJ Malibu, literally every second post I see of JJ Malibu is some hot guy in a thong. Um, being very thirsty trap, and I wouldn't be surprised if they are more than happy to be featured in their OnlyFans creations. I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah, that brings up my next question is, why do you guys think the OnlyFans spicy content or adult content is growing more, especially in the underwear market? Because when you look at advertising, like you said, Nasty Pig, they're doing the video of the two guys that just, you know, run into each other and, well, hello, and JJ Malibu and Andrew Christian has always done spicy stuff on their channels. 
So what makes companies more open to it now than before you think? Well, I, I hope, I hope at least for them supporting only fans and stuff, I, I hope it's that they see a need to support people that are actually buying their merchandise and helping other people find it and like it. So I think a lot of people now are starting to realize it's important to, to pay the people that are, that are creating the content and that are doing the work for you. So instead of, you know, before where everything was all studio produced stuff and, Mm -hmm. and highly edited and, and everything had to be perfect. Now I think a lot of people are seeing that, you actually get more traction and more advertising through more authentic, more genuine looking content. Nice. Agreed. And it is that, you know, it's the reality TV situation as well with having those like companies sort of just placing their, their products within a, you know, a unscripted scene. Oops. Yes. Please let me drink this, you know, branded Coke bottle, please. It's like, oh, suddenly, please let me wear this branded underwear in that scene. And oops, it happens to be the label showing directly. That's, I think, where the, where it is going. It, mm-hmm. it harkens back to things like, like I'm a big RuPaul fan and like even the, the earlier seasons, they were wearing just like in the workroom, they were wearing just basic t-shirts and basic sweatpants and stuff like that. And nowadays, the seasons, they're all wearing designer clothes and they all have their own workroom looks and stuff like that. And I think that's where OnlyFans has gone now as well. People are more than happy to, oops, here's a subtle advertiser of this underwear brand. And, you know, while you're there, here's a discount code for, my, for that underwear brand. And I think that's where it's gone. Nice. Yeah, I think. And one thing, too, I think is guys across the spectrum. I know us gay guys have no problem playing in underwear and having fun with it. I mean, I know I've over my many years had that. But I think more and more guys want to, and it kind of goes with, see the fantasy, live out the fantasy of what they love, you know, play in underwear and keep it on. We have a lot of straight guys that want to do that with their partners and their partners like take it off. So I think that's going through people's mind too. When they look at content and see it, they're like, Oh, I can do this at home. Now this is something I enjoy. And you can show your partner these videos and be like, this is what I want to do. Absolutely. I think that's helping. Now the, the mo- one of the most vanilla forms of kink. So it's a yes. good entry point uh, into more finished experiences. Exactly. And I think it's showing people that kink is okay, that, you know, you can do what you want to and be open about it and not have to, you know, back in the day where you'd have to hide your underwear or hide <laughs> whatever you're into. And now it's just with OnlyFans puts it out there. There's something for everyone on there. Absolutely. If you want to see a muscle boy in a thong, you can find that. You want to see a chub in a thong, you can find that. So there's everything out there. It's not just stereotypical porn with, you know, with the guy who's buff with the big one. And, you know, it's really cool to see real life as opposed to, you know, this is what we're supposed to like. Exactly. So, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I think, Jock, you have a very interesting take on it because, you know, you're doing something that a lot of guys want to do but haven't either, you know, gotten the courage to do, but like to see that sort of content and picture themselves, you know, in your place of getting pantsed or wedgied. And so that's really cool to see as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of all about the fantasy and about that, like, homoerotic kind of situations. You know, for me, I grew up in that kind of atmosphere of messing around with my buddies, wrestling, giving each other wedgies, pranking each other. And, you know, during those times, I enjoyed it, but I didn't want to because I was very conflicted with my sexuality growing up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's something that I struggled with, but something I knew deep down I always enjoyed. And so now I'm able to relive those fantasies and kind of actually act on them, you know, sexually. So it's been a lot of fun, and I'm really thankful for it. Nice, nice. So let's talk about, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the gay world 
you know, because we're not judgmental at all. You know, we're just an easygoing group. Never say a bad word about anyone. Rather walk on our tongue a mile than say something bad. You know, just normal down-to-earth people who talk about OnlyFans creators as, you know, they're a whore, they're a slut, they're this, uh, they have no values, whatever. And have you guys run into this in the community at all, or has it been mostly positive? Because I've known some OnlyFans creators have come out and said that, or they spread rumors about them. It's just crazy out there. So anyone have any issues? I think the more following you get, the more, the larger the pool of people that you're going to attract. And that can bring some negative people out there. I've always thought that if you have trolls, it means you've made it, uh, in my <laughs> opinion. Look, I can be thankful that Melbourne is quite a sex-positive city, especially in the, uh, the gay community. My circle of friends um, are all very supportive of what I do. And uh, my thoughts are is that comparison is the thief of joy. And I think often people are comparing themselves to you, and that's why they're unhappy about it, because they want to be you and they want to be as successful as you are good point well i agree with that um and i also it does happen but i I feel like it does at least with it with me it hasn't happened a whole lot that to my face at least but i can tell that I, i don't know and i don't know how many people in my personal life know about my online accounts and stuff but i don't do anything to hide it at all. So I know a lot of people have stumbled upon them, I'm sure, especially when they show up in my suggested for you on Instagram. It's like, oh, well, they've <laughs> probably been on my page or at least seen the suggested for you of me. But yeah, you you do, at least for me, you feel like there are people that pull away or kind of uh, stop talking to you. I also move, so that, that kind of helps separate you from some people. I'm lucky that my family doesn't doesn't mind, but I know a lot of people do. I feel really fortunate because I can, I, I, I don't mind showing my face. If, you know, I don't really, I, I feel at least somewhat protected, even though it is vulnerable. And a lot of other people uh, wouldn't necessarily have the freedom to be able to do it. So I, I do feel grateful to do that. But it is a little scary sometimes because every once in a while you do get somebody that I don't find your real name uh, without you ever giving it to them or knows somewhere you were last week or knows a, the exact location of a picture you posted that you never said where you were. So it, it does get a little scary sometimes, but overall it, it is uh, generally a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just to go off that, you know, I've been in my experience, been really lucky with my fans. All of them seem to be really fun and nice and thankful for the content and stuff like that. I've been greeted with so many messages just like saying how awesome I am. And it's been a really big ego boost. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been really nice. And then as far as, you know, something that Brief Bro said, you know, he hasn't experienced too much negativity, at least to his face. I think that's something that I definitely, you know, reacted with because I know that there's talks about creators online Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of thoughts, you know, I'll post something marketing wise and maybe someone will tweet back and be like, Oh my gosh, I have to pay for this. And it's like, yeah, sorry. You know, it's my full-time job. This is how I, you know, make a living. So, you know, you, I think we've all kind of dealt with that at one point or another. And then another thing that brief bro said was, you know, he feels, you know, he shows his face and he's been lucky enough to not have too many issues with that. Me personally, I've never shown my face online. I kind of like the mystery aspect of not showing my face. It kind of makes it a little bit more, I don't know, mysterious. And then not to mention, you guys, I'm trying to get people to subscribe. I can't show off my butter face, you know? I can't, I can't, <laughs> let, people see, I can't let people see this ugly mug that I have. I mean, the body and the ass is the selling point, you know? If they see my face, it's game over for me, so. No, I'm sure not. I don't know about that, but... <laughs> but it's true. But, you know, so I think a brief bro, Kaylee, I think you have a partner, don't you? Yeah, husband. 
husband. Do either one of you have partner? I do not remember off the top of my head. Single. Single. Yeah. Single as a Pringle. So we're, oh, it's a single show. Yay, a single voice. So what, how did you break this to your partner? And is he supportive? He is. As far as breaking it to him, gosh, I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've always kind of had at least some presence online and in, in, on underwear websites and stuff. So I, I guess he learned early on that at least, you know, in my spare time, that's what I did. But when I started posting on OnlyFans and on Instagram more often, it was a period where I had uh, left my full-time job and was working just part-time. Um, so he was supportive of it because, you know, I'm willing to do anything to bring in some extra money. And I think as time gone has gone on, he's even more supportive of it because it does allow for a lot of flexibility that we've never had before when we were both working full-time jobs with different schedules. So I think, you know, he appreciates that part of it. And uh, just as far as, as the content and stuff, uh, he's, he's fine with everything that I post. Uh, he supports it. He would even be in it, but you know, he is a normal person, a normal working person that doesn't want to be exposed at work. Mm -hmm. um, so basically I had to make the decision to keep him out of my content as much as possible because every once in a while there is someone that does try to go too far. That sucks. It, it happens. It's what, what comes along with being so online, I guess. And then his, you said your family knew, does anybody else's family know about their only fans? And I don't even know if my family knows. I just assume at this point they would have to. And I, I kind of told my mom. I, mean, I told her I made made some money posting pictures online. I, I don't know what else she would think I did. <laughs> You're posting nice, respectable pictures of you in a business suit. Right, and people just pay me for that. So. Well, there is a market for that. There is a market. There is, I'm sure. There is. There's a market for everything out there to post in pictures. So. That's true. But yeah, yeah, that's, it's a very interesting con, you know, even in underwear in general, like Jock, you don't post face pictures and we have a whole thing of guys online who some do post face pictures, some don't, and there's various reasons not to. And that, that's actually another show I'm trying to do. And I have to get the people finally rounded up for that. I could hurt some more cats. So that's a different discussion, but that's seems universal across all platforms with underwear and stuff that some are out there and be like, don't care. And others are like, I got to look after, you know, family or work or whatever. And then I think Jock, yours now is that's your thing. Now is it's more about the wedgies, more about the embarrassment than it is about showing who you are. So I think that's a good thing that's going on out there too. There's a place for everyone. So, yay. Um, let me look at my list. Cause I, ugh, I hate Twitter. Can I just say, um, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in there. No. And um, I think, I mean, honestly, for people like us, it seems that they're about to start cracking down on adult content. So my recommendation is to find other places. Blue sky. It looks like they're going to be, um, Blue Sky is, well, that's one of the big issues in underwear in general is it's never really been accepted anywhere other than Twitter and Tumblr and then Tumblr reversed. And then when it got sold and then now it's, you can do nudity, but you can't do sex. So there's, it's really, where are you going to go for content? Because Instagram, if you show, you know, a visible penis line or you show too much ass or too much anything, there's really nowhere else to go because Twitter was the only game in town. And now that they're go crazy and, you know, there's a new rumor every day. They just implemented the things in New Zealand and everywhere else where it's a dollar to subscription a year. And then you hear, oh, they're going to crack down on this. And then he, Elon just announced last week he wanted to be more like LinkedIn. And what was the other social media site he mentioned? 
one other and have all the banks and he's happy with it going down in people. And I'm just like, cause I'm looking for even my business going elsewhere because traffic is down. Things yeah. are crazy. And the underwear community is simply leaving Twitter. They're just tired of the up and down. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And only fans you can go to and you know, anything goes. You know, if you want to not show, well, not well, always in underwear world speak, not mm. not sexual speak. You know, if you want to show off, you want to do underwear content. You don't have to worry about the the penis lines. You don't have to worry about you know anything like that. Not crazy stuff that you know gets you banned from there. Only fans, but we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but only fans will let you get away with more than the traditional social media site. So true, but it's also hard to gain any sort of following just on OnlyFans. So you have true. to go to the other platforms to to bring people to your OnlyFans, and none of those other platforms want you doing that. Exactly, because like on OnlyFans, there's not a you know a timeline. There's not a way to search you know tidy whities or something like that, and get a bunch of the tidy whitey creators. There's nothing on OnlyFans for us to really advertise. Everything's behind, you know, the paywall. Yeah. So exactly what Brief Bro said. See, that's one thing that's always perplexed me about OnlyFans is when you go to someone's page, you don't see anything until you subscribe. Right. You think there would be, you know, you could do like a PG thing of showing here, hey, here's what my content's about. Here's what I'm doing, and show a little bit before they hit subscribe. And because some people may not be into what you do, and be like, oh, I just wasted whatever the money is. So that right. that's just perplexing. It would help them get more subscribers, do more things, and you think they would be, you know, promoting, you know, like creator of the month or gay creators or whatever they would be promoting more things and you know the other services i forget what they are it's just for fans and other we'd be doing something like that because you know the more you make the more they make right because they take a cut of what they're doing because you're not doing this they're not doing this for free for you because nobody's doing it for free everybody's getting something but that would seem to make a lot more sense to me but that's just you know my marketing side coming out i think that is just generally a capitalist hack really their main aim is for you to click on that subscribe button when you're in a horny moment that five minutes oh. when you're just about to you're just about to finish yourself off they want you to click on that that's the bottom line for them and that's why everything is behind the paywall. It is all about that horny moment of you subscribing to that profile because they get a cut and the and the uh, content creator gets a cut as well. I will say that Just for Fans does actually have the ability to choose who can see the posts. So you can choose when you put, when you put a post on Just for Fans whether it's a public post that anyone can see or it's a subscriber-only post as well. And I think mm. that is a good way of doing it, um, of having the ability to be able to tease people and put out previews mm -hmm. on Just for Fans that are seen by the public rather than, than just only behind a paywall. But overall, I really think that is just a capitalist marketing ploy in order to have everything behind the paywalls. There's no ability to have free previews. Yeah, the only free previews that I've seen on OnlyFans is when your OnlyFans is free, aka mm -hmm. there's versions that you can have, like a subscribe, a subscription service, or your exactly. OnlyFans is free, and then you have to pay for each individual post, and you can make it to where, oh, I have a preview of this post. If you like the preview, then you can click on pay and pay for the individual post. Yeah. But it forces creators to choose either the subscription model or the free model, and some some creators have both and you can yeah. have both but then it's more to manage and there's just different strategies and different approaches um so it just kind of depends on the content creator and what they prefer and what would kind of benefit them you know so right. exactly right like that a seems lot of, like a, a good idea but then you've got double the work all of a sudden like you were saying tell me about it yeah 
yep. a lot of a lot of the bigger con- content creators, yes, have the two profiles. I've just started to do that myself with the free with pay per view, and you're right, it is a lot of work to have both of them uploaded. Yeah, and then also like it just depends on the specific community that you're that you have. Some people prefer that pay per view model, maybe the free version, but I I think for me because I'm also a consumer, not just a creator. I like subscribing to other people. And me personally, I would prefer to subscribe to someone to have access to their content for 30 days or 31 days, whatever, and be able to access all of their content compared to like a free OnlyFans and having to pay five to $10 because that's mm-hmm. that's what people in my area, that's what they charge per post, five mm-hmm. to 10, when usually the OnlyFans for subscription is five to 15, typically in my area. So for me, it's a better value to pay for a whole 30 days and get access to many posts versus just one post for five to 10. But again, every creator and every kind of niche is kind of different. So, but yeah. See, that brings me to my biggest gripe that I had. I've only subscribed to one OnlyFans to support a model I knew. And it was like two or three dollars a month. And I was like, I'll just do three months just to support him. And then when I got in, like, the G-rated content or the PG was up, but if you wanted to see the spicier content, you had to pay. Yeah. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I am not paying you $12. I am sorry. <laughs> you got my $3 this month. That's all you're getting. And I'm not renewing when it comes up. Sorry, but, you know, I was trying to be nice, but no. No, no, no. But I know people who subscribe to many OnlyFans. So it is... And I say, hey, if you got the money, go have fun with it. I can say so, for, for potential budding content creators out there that if you are worried about ha- constantly build a stream of uh, posts, then the actual PPV or pay-per-view option is a better way to go because you're not as obliged to be able to, to, to or to have to always be putting out content. So I know a lot of people are worried about that and having to build the content. So if anyone is listening that does want to create it, Start with pay-per-view if you want to, because then you can then put out the content when you feel like it, rather than always feeling obliged to be tied to your subscribers. Yeah, that is a good that is a good piece of advice because, like, if you are if you're looking to create or you wanting to create, but you have like let's say a full time job and you don't have that much time, and you can say, oh, I can only put out two videos a month, then that might not be worth subscribing for uh it might be better to go the pay-per-view route and make your OnlyFans free and just put out those two videos and for people to purchase individually nice well it's similar to what i do but i manage to keep all my clothes on usually the podcast is is creation content creation and it's very much when i skip a week i always have the where's the podcast Mm-hmm. Yep. I want my podcast. Oh wow! And some weeks, you know, herding the cats did not work that week. I don't have anything. Other weeks, like this weekend, I'm probably recording two or three this weekend, and it'll stretch over a couple weeks. So I see that as well with this show and putting out content. So now I've come up with a schedule that people know. Okay, big holidays in the U.S. I'm not putting anything out. It's too hard for me to record, edit, get it out to you, you know, and I'm taking a break over New Year's. I'm like, no, I'm not even tempting that. It's like Christmas, New Year's, don't expect anything. So I've already told people, it's like, look, 4th of July, you know, big holidays, Thanksgiving, which is right around my birthday too. So I'm like, I'm not working on my birthday. Sorry, people. So, and it's led me to... This is a thought I had while thinking about this show is, huh, well, maybe we should do a brief talk after Dark series that is more risque, that is more spicy talk about things. And it's still backburnering that. It's something I thought of. It's like, okay, not everybody wants to hear it, but, you know, it could be a separate thing. Exactly. So It's all about the vertical integration. That's what it is. So it, bring it, bring it on, do it. It's one of those things where, like, okay, not everyone wants to hear it, so it'd be its own feed. And I'm like, okay, good. But some guys do, and it would be ranging everything across all spectrums. But you know, why not? I was like, hmm, that could be interesting. Do I haven't it. made up my mind, but you know, it 
it's out there and I announce it on the show. So if I get tons of people writing in and telling me, do it, we may do something along those lines. But it may be just on Patreon. So I'm just telling you because I need I need some money to help do this because editing isn't fun. And you guys are video editing, which I know is even more not fun when you have to get down to it. Because I edit video too, and I'm just like, uh, it's very so, chicken and egg situation of being able to like of having to make the money in order to then make the better content, to then be able to make the more money, to then be able to spend the money to make mm-hmm. the better content. It's such a cycle. Mm-hmm. It is definitely. It is, and we've grown quite a bit on this show over the years, and we continue to grow. So I'm very happy for that. Although if another friend of mine who I know knows I love underwear and have a blog in a store asked me if I have a podcast, I'm going to choke them. You have a podcast? I'm like, where have you been? Um, so yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Lee went, talk to your marketing team. I am the marketing team. So <laughs> I know, that's the point. I'm just like, yeah, I post stories. I post all sorts of things about the podcast. You can't miss it. It's posted on the blog. It has its own section at the top. So, whatever. Moving on. Oh, it just drives me crazy. Lee, you went to somewhere very interesting over Pride Weekend where you live. You went to a seminar about adult content and had some interesting things you said in our chat beforehand. Could you tell us a little bit about what you learned there and what you want to share with everyone? Yes. Um, basically it was a panel, um, for a group that works with, uh, sex workers. Uh, they're all encompassing. They work with all types of sex workers, but it does include the kind of things that we do online content as well. And it was just really, it was great to hear, um, because they were talking about a lot of the things that we've already covered on, on this podcast. One about how isolating it can be, how, you know, you might have friends and family that turn away from you and stuff. But also how how difficult it is, how you never get a day off, how mm-hmm. you always have to be online and ready to answer messages from prospective clients, prospective prospective fans on OnlyFans. So um, it does get to be a lot, and and one of the biggest messages from the discussion was that just how important it is to support content creators because it's not easy and because there are a lot of risks that come along with it. That was one thing that they mentioned too, was there are uh, some risks that we take. There are banks that don't want uh, our money Mm -hmm. at all. And we'll just shut our accounts down anytime that they feel free or anytime they get a suspicion that you do any kind of uh, adult work. So there's a lot of things that people don't think about that go along with it. And one of the, the biggest messages was to pay for your porn it's important if you like it if you if you get off to it you should be willing to spend a couple of dollars to to help the creator that's willing to put themselves out there and take the risk because so many people aren't willing to take the risk and can't put themselves out out mm-hmm. there the way that we do so uh, it's important to help it's important to to support it doesn't always mean money support is as easy as liking and following people likes are free um, you can always share somebody's content on Twitter or, or wherever else. So um, doing those things is a really good way to, to show support. And uh, also being willing to sign petitions for legislation and uh, work for and elect politicians that are willing to help us change the laws so that it is easier to get access to banking so that we do have some rights out there because it's a really... Uh, scary place right now where there's not a lot of support and everybody, all the individual creators you see have had to navigate it mostly on their own uh, with no resources that are up to date and, and help us know what's right and what's wrong, what's allowed and what's not allowed. Uh, so it, it is a really hard, tough gig that, that we could all use support in. And uh, like I said, sometimes that's as easy as just hitting the like button. Yeah, that's, I know the bricklayers just recently redid their site and faced some issues. I won't speak for them and their site, but he's coming back on and he's going to tell their story while they were gone for a little bit back. And I think you hit it on the right out of the park with 
you know, supporting someone is not just money. That's what I say with the podcast as well. If you even just share it to get it in front of different people, different set of eyes, people will tune in and look and be like, oh, what is this? I may like this. So I, I try to tell people who, because I've had several hit me up, and it's like, well, I can't afford a Patreon. I can't afford to do things. They're either out of a job or whatever. But I'm like, you know, just retweet when you see something about the podcast. Just mm. share it. Get it out there. Your followers will like it, hopefully, because they're like-minded. Uh, if you don't, create an alt account and <laughs> share it that way. Because not everybody wants their name attached to things, but it's easy to create alt accounts, so just do it and get it out there because it's hard out there to be a content creator, whether you're regular, spicy, it's just, and then spicy adds so many, like you said, so many more issues. The banking, and I don't know anything about, you know, being in Georgia, about politicians cutting I don't know anything about that, you know, <laughs> don't get me started on my governor moving on. So it's important that, you know, it's not just the creators, it's the followers too, that get involved and help with this as well. Because, you know, if you can't make money, you're not going to do it. You know, there are some who will do it, but you know, for the most part, it's like, okay. So that was really good to hear. And I'm all for people doing what they want. And I think we should make prostitution legal, but that's just my opinion. Cause you know, you can really get it for free if you want to, if you look hard enough, but you know, it may not be exactly what you want, but you can get it for free. But if you want to pay for it and it's consenting adults, do it. But that's Absolutely. just my opinion. So that's interesting. And personally, I advocate for decriminalization instead of legalization because legalization has some issues, especially as far as harassment. A lot of uh, if there's a database with anybody's sex workers' names in it, then somebody will use that to exploit them. Uh, I didn't think of. Uh, it's like the legalization of marijuana in California with them striking down all the possession arrests and convictions they're wiped from the system because now it's legal ah, that right. makes perfect sense but there's a lot of shady cops out there that are known to harass women so if they have a database of sex workers they will take advantage Mm-hmm. very true very true so i'm debating which two questions to answer so, so what is one of the hardest things about being an adult content creator you think that you face right now it can be anything from payments to promotion to whatever what is your biggest you know if i could solve this problem things would be easier it wouldn't be great but it would be easier for me brian i'll just let you go first because you're the first one to see um, I think one of it for me right now is creativity of coming up with new ways of doing content, I guess. I guess the good thing is, is if, we, if we are underwear focused, then there are a whole different range of uh, underwears that you can do. So but then it's also a matter of working out how to put that in different light. I know there are creators out there that literally when they display their underwear, they just do it in exactly the same scenario every time. Whether that works for people or not, I'm not quite sure, but I prefer to always have something uh, to try and be a bit creative as possible. So having to uh, create, think of all these different creative, uh, creative ideas is probably where I'm currently struggling at the moment. I'll give you some advice from the blog. Go back yeah. after like six months, start recycling things because oh, I yes. do that all the time. I will write something and then like a year later, I rewrite it with updates because you have always someone new coming along who didn't see it the first time. So I, like I learned advice. that the hard way that, you know, you think, Oh, I've done this before. I've everybody's seen this, but you get new people who have no idea and you just sort of recycle, maybe tweak it a little bit and go right on. And people aren't going to be the wiser because I've done that for 15 years on the blog. Trust me. I when like I discovered that, that Aha moment. I was like, oh, I can 
It doesn't matter if I redo it. Screw it. That's so. good. That, that's good. And I think that would show the evolution of, of your character yeah. as well. So, yeah, that's great. I like that. Cool. So, take that and run with it. It's I yours. Will. And what about you, Jock? What is your biggest issue right now? Yeah. So I think one thing that I really struggled with more so last month is kind of like stress. So like me personally, I was laid off from my full-time job in April and, you know, I spent the next few months kind of posting on OnlyFans more and job searching and stuff and interviewing and all this good stuff. And I couldn't find the right role for me basically. And so I decided in late August, I was just, you know, like, I'm going to try to do OnlyFans full-time and see if I can kind of match what I was making before. And so in September was my first month really committing. I mean, like doing a post every day on OnlyFans, uh, tweets multiple times a day, posting on other social media networks. I don't think I've ever used my thumb so much in my entire life. Such hard work. Um, obvious sarcasm there for anyone listening, but you know, it was very demanding in terms of scheduling everything and Mm -hmm. kind of like what, uh, down under just mentioned being creative, you know, I'm definitely not a copy paste kind of person. So I love creating something new for the viewer, especially, you know, reaching back to old fans and getting them interested in my content again, you know, stuff like that. So I think just dealing with the stress of trying to make a living, you know, so that I'm not stressed about my bills and all that good stuff. And I was really fortunate and I'm so thankful that I found a good audience and people that really like my content. You know, I hit a like a huge milestone. I had never reached like the top 3% on OnlyFans before last month and I I hit it and it was like really good for me. I really enjoyed that and this month was I made similar this month to what I produced last month. And so my stress level was better. So I think if it's something that I can work on is just kind of like letting myself relax a little bit because like, it seems like I do have a good foundation. It seems like people that follow me like my content and will continue to support me. So I think that's my biggest struggle is just myself, you know, my stress levels and not to worry so much and to just try to produce what I enjoy and what I know others will enjoy. And yeah, I think the only fix for that is subscribe to my account. <laughs> but yeah, no, in all honestly, in all honesty, I think that's been my biggest struggle. That's a good one. That is a struggle for sure. Because when you have money problems, everything's a problem. So yes. And what about you, Lee? What is your biggest issue facing you right now? The biggest issue for me is finding the time to make the content. I would love to have new content all the time, but it just, as much as I try to dedicate myself to it, it's like, you know, if I'm, I've also, you know, working out is a big focus. So a lot of times I'm just too tired after, after I'm done for the day. So that's been the biggest thing that and promotion is it's, finding ways to bring people to my content without overstepping some guideline that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. I think promotion in general and anything underwear related is hard. I think when you add the spiciness on top of it, it's even harder, but just trying because when I went to Vegas to the trade shows they used to have, I went to the seminars of how to grow your business. And they're like, well, get on Facebook Live and do an unpacking and do this. And, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, that's great for these women's brands, but selling men's underwear, you can't really do a live, can't really do a video. You can't do any of the stuff you're talking about because you're going to violate some TOS or somebody's going to find it offensive and report it. And it's like, you know, it's so hard to even move it along that it's like some days you're like, why do I even bother? Because things happen, rules change left and right. And depending on who you get reviewing your content, it may be, oh, you're good. And the next day you come back in and go, oh, no, that's not really good. 
and won't let you appeal it because they're like, oh, well, you know, one of my drawings that happened to you when it's like, oh, we, we, we flagged this. And I said, no, I appealed. They're like, oh, you're good. And the next day it's like, mm, no, no, no. So social media is hard to do with this type of content in general. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I had one more question, and I'm trying to remember what it was. And my damn Twitter keeps going off direct messages and back to the main feed, and that's not where I want to go. I have one kind of fun question since it's almost Halloween. Sure. Uh, do you guys have any underwear-themed costumes? Almost too many. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go first. You go first. This is a good so, question, actually. So you'll have to expand on many. Oh, look, it's not too many. I think I think I think I had three or four planned. Australia doesn't like fully celebrate Halloween. It's not probably as big as it is in America, but we do have some a lot of people adopting it now. And I think the gays in circuit parties definitely adopt the Halloween events um, now. So. Pretty much all of this month have been Halloween themed events of the dance parties. I recently was supported by uh, Dreamers Australia, which is a underwear brand in uh, Queensland, I believe, and they sent me their new party jock, which is a really nice neoprene design, and I really like the way the straps uh, fit. It was black and yellow, and I went, well, that's easy. Black and yellow, I'll be a sexy bumblebee. So over this weekend, I ended up going as a sexy bumblebee to one of the, the uh, circuit parties. So, yeah, that's probably one of my favorites so far. Wow. I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you. I Look, I love a theme. I love a costume. I love being on brief. Even actually last week, we had one that was called the Blood Rave. Uh, so I decided that... Everyone else is going to be going all dark and demon-y. So I decided, well, I'll wear something lacy. So ended up wearing this lace thong with attached garters uh, and pearls. And then just look, just had a blood slash around my throat. So it was lovely. Nice. Um, I really started getting into underwear costumes the past few years. Two years ago, I dressed up as like Spider-Man. And I actually tweeted an old picture recently, but it's basically Spider-Man and it's inspired from the movies. Like when he gets beat up really bad, his costume gets all these rips and cuts and stuff. And basically uh-huh. I did that to a Spider-Man costume, just revealing my, you know, white briefs. And then last year I was inspired by this Tumblr photo. I think it was taken at, I don't know, some kind of maybe Folsom or something like that. I'm not really sure where it was taken. But it's this guy, a businessman, he has a briefcase and a full suit, but then he turns around and the back of the suit has been completely cut off of him. And he's wearing like these black skimpy like bikini briefs. And I was super inspired by that, by that, I call it a costume, but I don't know what it was exactly, by that photo. And I decided to replicate it. So I literally did the exact same thing. I I bought a suit from like a a Goodwill, if you're familiar with that store. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for about, I don't know, 20 bucks. And then I cut it all up from the back only. So from the front looks completely professional. And then I turn around and you could see my red bikini briefs that I chose to wear. And that was just so much fun because I, I could see people literally look at me and just be like, why are you wearing a full suit on Halloween? And then they would see my back and be like, oh, and their reactions were just like, it's funny because I could just hear their reactions, you know, walking by them. I can see their reactions because they were behind me. Um, but just hearing their reactions was so much fun. And both of those pictures are on my OnlyFans. Go subscribe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. And for this year, I'm thinking of just doing something really classic. Tom Cruise, Risky Business. I've never mm-hmm. done that before. Yes. It's just a classic scene. And um, yeah, I've never dressed up as him before. And I didn't really plan like an intricate costume this year. And that's just something that I already own. I'm a tidy white. Yeah. <laughs> can't that's go classic. wrong with that. Yeah. You have those, to do that one. Those are really good. Um, I uh, have been wanting to for a really long time, and I never, I never think about it until the last minute. And uh, so this year, me and my husband are going as Mario and Luigi because I already had most of the costume. But I thought it was going to be a little colder than it is. We're going to somewhere in just a little while. But so we're going to do jeans and shirtless. 
and uh, I'm red underwear and he's green underwear. So those will be showing up at, out of the top. But yeah, I really want to get something where the underwear is just underwear. But so far, I haven't come up with anything that uh, that is going to work. Well, I saw something on Tumblr or Instagram today of sexy Marty McFly and Doc. Uh, yeah. I was like, I did not know I needed this to write now. Wow. Wait, wait, I, that would be good, but you have to have purple Calvin Klein's because that's what he well, was in the movie. Well, this was <laughs> really small cutoffs. So it was the jeans, the open uh, flannel shirt, and the vest. So, and I think, no, he didn't. It was the hair done the same way, and Doc had his little suit on, zipped all the way down, of course, down his leg, showing whatever briefs he was wearing. But I'm like, you know, this can be taken further. You can get you a pair of denim briefs, just the vest and the boots, and, you know, bam, you're done. So leave it to the gays to come up, turn any costume into a sexy version. Absolutely. I'm just saying. But that was... Yeah, I saw a sexy Beetlejuice over the weekend, so that was very interesting. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, he wore like this striped romper and green glitter gel in his hair, and yeah, I was yeah surprisingly turned on. Uh oh. (laughs) Well, we could could spend hours talking about this topic. So ready. About to say that may be a topic for next year. We have to come back with is sexy underwear costumes. Absolutely. There you go. Put that on the list there too. You That's need, on the list. You would need a visual component for that one. For sure. Absolutely. Oh, as long as, as long as I know there is uh time for next year, because this show I think will come out November 2nd, whatever Thursday is this week coming up. So it'll be after Halloween. So as long as we out of here, we could do that. And I think we need a part two to this show. I think we really just sort of scratched the surface on everything. Uh, because, you know, there's so much to talk about that this content bases with underwear com- content in general. You add the other stuff on top of it. I think we can go into more details. And I know when this show comes out, I will get a lot of feedback and a lot of questions. So we may have to revisit this, you know, first of the year and go through some of the questions, some things you bring up and comments you guys are going to hear. So when you hear something about it, let me know, because a lot of time guests get comments that I don't know about. So I always try to tell them, you know, if you get comments, let me know. Because, you know, it helps me develop more, helps me go on and just, you know, have more discussions about this in general and going forward. So I want to thank all of you for coming on the show today. This was a blast. This was even better than I thought it was going to be. You you boys deserve a round of applause. Yay! <laughs> um, so we got a great group together. So let's tell everyone where they can find you and make sure you give your social link and your spicy link. Because some people don't want to give their spicy link. And I'm just like, you know, if you want to promote something, just promote it. I don't have any problem with it. So, Brian, where can they find you? Thankfully, most of my stuff is down under Bri uh, everywhere. So all the platforms, uh, even downunderbry.com.au. Uh, will send you to my website, which has all the links that you need for pretty much everything. Also, I'd like to slightly plug another podcast, if you don't sure. mind. Um, so um, I, I've had a content creation discussion with uh, one of my local uh, radio stations uh, here, Joy. Um, so if you look at Hide and Seek on Joy and you want to know more about content creation, that's definitely a good one for Content Creation 101 to give you advice uh, about it too. So, but overall, down under Bri, everywhere. Yay. And there's always room for more podcasts. I'm just saying. Absolutely. We love them. And what about you, Jock? Yeah. So you can find me on all, all the platforms pretty much at Jock Embarrassed. And yeah, if you guys are interested in, if you've ever been embarrassed and enjoyed it, or you like embarrassing others, Um, that's what my content's all about specifically with underwear or nudity. So definitely check me out. 
I look forward to meeting with you guys and speaking more, hopefully. Awesome. And last but not least, Mr. Lee, where can they find you at? Um, so I'm at BriefBro on Instagram and on OnlyFans um, and basically any other social media site, too. Um, as far as on uh, on all the platforms, I am showing off mostly briefs. So if you if you like that, uh, you'll definitely find plenty of briefs on my socials and on OnlyFans. Uh, I've been buying and uh, showing off more vintage stuff on eBay lately. So if you like older styles, uh, I've gotten some older tidy whities and some older uh, colored jockeys recently. So going to be showing those off and trying to show off some older brands that I remember from when I was younger that have gone away. So trying to find as many of those as I can. You'll need more money for that because some of them are very expensive. Yeah, I had a pair that I really had a uh, an emotional connection to that I was trying to get and the price got way too high. I just had to tap out. It's like, nope, I'm not paying you $80 for one pair of underwear. Thank exactly. you, but no. exactly. I don't care how much I loved them when I was younger. No. Right. <laughs> Actually, Tim, do you mind if I say one more thing I kind of forgot? Sure. So speaking of underwear and selling underwear and stuff like that, this is something new to me, but I'm actually designing and creating my own underwear. <gasps> That's awesome. Um, what? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a process. I'm still working on it. I'm hoping to launch them by Christmas. And I'm I'm working on with a manufacturer right now to get the waistband exactly how I want it. And then I'll have that sample hopefully in a few weeks for me to try on and create content with as well. So um, <laughs> um, you're coming uh, back on to talk about this line when you launch. I'm just saying. Okay, sounds good. But yeah, I just remembered that all of a sudden. And what better way to announce it than now? <laughs> hey. You're doing what one of the other things I said I would never do. First was open a store. We saw how that went. <laughs> Next is creating my own line. I said never. So we'll see when that happens. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. That's good. Great news. Love it. So we'll have you back on in the next month or so and talk about it and then put it out when you launch. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, boys, for coming on. We are going to do this more times because I think there's so much more we can do. And especially if I launch the after dark, we'll have all sorts of conversations. So enjoy. You can find me at UMB Tim on everything. I'm trying to move to blue sky, but you know, with its invite only thing, it's a little janky, but more and more undies boys are leaving Twitter. So thank you all for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this. We'll have a new podcast for you very soon and have a great week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.